Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hands. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. Hey, check out our website, iworkforhim.com. Started going into my used car sales guy voice, honey. What do you think about that? Hey, we got a deal for you today. It's only good for today. You go out to iworkforhim.com, sign up for the marriage cruise. Cruise your way to a better marriage retreat, 2016, February 18th through the 22nd. You should come. You and your spouse sign up today. Husbands and wives, join us on the open seas as you invest in your marriage and have a great time without your cell phone, without the internet, without your children, just working on your marriage. And we'd like to invite you to come along. We're about 50% occupied for the cruise, and we'd love to fill that up. So we've got like-minded couples on the open seas working on the marriages. Martha, why else should people come on the cruise your way to a better marriage retreat coming up in February? Well, I think you listed a lot of the reasons, but of course there's always good food and yeah, good they, fellowship. They get to know me. They get to know us. We oh, get to us. know I mean them. us. That's what I meant to say. And we get yes. to know them. We have... Um, created some great friendships over the last couple of cruises that we've done. And that's been really special. So lifetime friendships. And we know that there are people that have that meet other people on the cruise as well. And that's just been a really great way for them to build up their marriage on an ongoing basis. Yeah. We're looking for opportunities to come into your local churches that really appreciate the ministry to marriage and, and are one of wanting to build up marriages in your church. So if you've got a church that really is open to that, we'd love to have the opportunity to come in and talk to them about the cruise and also maybe give you some ideas on how to grow the marriage ministry in your church. So just uh, let us know. Just send us an email to jim at iworkforhim.com or 
Martha at iworkforhim.com. Check us out online, iworkforhim.com, and you can always click on the Contact Us and send us an email that way. You know, Martha, on the website, we also have this flag that pops up. Yes, it we says, do. Join the I Work For Him Nation. Good friend of ours, David Johnson from Epiphany Marketing, put that out there for us, and we love that. Appreciate him for doing that. Wanted to say, hey, it's what we're asking is for people to make a commitment to their workplaces. You know, I know together on Tuesdays, we always focus on marriage and relationship issues, but we have relationships in the workplace. We sure do. Well, we should. In fact, we spend a lot of time with the people that we work with. So it's really Sometimes important. Sometimes more than the people that we are married to. Yes. More waking hours anyway. And, you know, and th- so it's important to um, in, in, um, purposefully invest in those relationships at work so that you have a healthy atmosphere around you which is why we're challenging to join the i work for am nation we're asking that you make that commitment to starting praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day we're asking for people to make that commitment to start looking for ways to serve the people that you work with to just to befriend them because you're never going to have an opportunity to really share Christ in a meaningful way with them if they don't know your heart, if they don't know that you love them. That's what Jesus did. It. Jesus showed unconditional love and acceptance for people. Then he said, and he pointed out sin issues in their lives. He said, hey, now just repent and, and sin no more. Leave your life of sin. And that's what you need to be able to do in the workplace. But first, got to be able to have that relationship. And so we're asking you to join the I Work For Him Nation because we're going to take this city for Jesus Christ, and we're going to do it in the workplace, and we're going to do it by starting to pray for our coworkers and employees. Go out to I Work For Him today and click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and let us know that you want to join the nation and make that commitment to pray for coworkers and employees. We've got like... I don't know, almost three dozen people that have made that commitment. I forgot to tell you, Martha, I checked the website. We have almost three dozen people that have made that commitment. We're looking for a 1,000 people in Tampa Bay to make that commitment, to commit to starting to pray in your workplaces. I can guarantee the results will change your life and the lives of those around you. Very few things in life can you guarantee, but the power of prayer is one of those things. Hey, Martha, today we're going to go back to our conversation on love and respect. Yes, one of our favorite things to talk about. You know, one of the things that Martha and I learned many, many years ago, about eight years ago, so we were just going into our 22nd year of marriage, as we learned, we got to go to a conference by Love and Respect. And you can find out lots more about Love and Respect. Just go out to their website, loveandrespect.com. But we learned about this concept that a woman in her deepest needs, and certainly in the time of conflict, her deepest need for a woman is to be loved. And a man, his deepest need is, is to be respected. And when... A woman responds to her husband in an unloving fashion. Excuse me. And when a woman responds, wow, how about this? When a husband treats a woman without love, she tends to respond in a non-respectful manner. And then when a husband feels disrespected, he tends to respond in an unloving manner. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And it's the whole idea behind love and respect. In fact, we should read that scripture verse. Ephesians 5.33, this is the basis for a whole book and this whole ministry that we're trying to draw your attention to and the attention of the churches around the world that are hearing this message on I Work For Him. Go out to loveandrespect.com, click on Contact Us For Them, and tell them, hey, I heard about you on I Work For Him. We need to bring this into our church because they've got the ability to give you, to, for you to be able to buy a video conference and play it before hundreds of people in your church. Ephesians 5.33 says this, So again I say, Each man must love his wife as he loves himself. Pretty big task. And then the wife must respect her husband. And the wife must respect her husband. 
Here's the bottom line. You don't have to listen to the rest of the show. You can just hear this right here. If a husband loves his wife as Christ loved the church, which is what the beginning of Ephesians 5.25 says, then a woman will have no problem submitting to her husband. Because if a husband is loving his wife that way, she is absolutely going to be endeared to him and will submit to his incredible leadership because he won't have any self-centered leadership. It'll all be selfless. And that's what transformed marriage is, selflessness on both sides. Love and respect something you can start to show right away in your office. We've talked about five love languages in the workplace. We've talked about a lot of, a lot of things. This is one of those items, love and respect, that goes to the core, Martha, of our beings. It really does. When we first um, heard about this concept, and, and it's, it's what's so amazing about it is it's completely scriptural. There is no um, finagling. This wasn't something that somebody tried to make fit into a mold. It truly says in scripture that a man is to love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. And when we heard that and had it laid out in front of us, it just made sense. It resonated with us that that is exactly how God designed us. And so being able to share that and and really implement it in not only our own relationship, but in how we respond to other people, it really has helped us to um, have a better relationship. You know, I'd love to know where the Apostle Paul learned about this and saw this, because, you know, Paul was a single guy, but he, he maybe saw it lived out at home, or maybe he saw it lived out in the other marriages of, of Christians. But we need to understand the concept. Uh, this uh, was written 2,000 years ago in a culture where women were devalued and really treated as property, yet the Apostle Paul raised up women to be equals with men within the church, that we were all called to Christ, but but that the hierarchy was that if a, hus- that a husband was supposed to lead to the wife and lead the family uh, and to love his wife like Christ loved the church, and then for wives to submit to their husbands, and it, it's supposed to come natural because women are designed not to be slaves of their husbands. There's a lot, been a lot of twists of this scripture in, in over hundreds and hundreds of years, but that we're, we're designed to be teammates, but we're designed for husbands to lead in a Christ-like manner and for wives to follow the lead of that husband. We've gotten it twisted a lot, though. We have, and I, you know, I was thinking about this, and one of the things I think, especially for our generation, is that these words have culturally changed. And so what respect means or what it stands for in our in our culture, we've we repel against that because we've gone through this lots of different stages of um, not respecting authority and um, wanting to have autonomy, all kinds of different things. Yeah, the last 50 then, years has been all about, you know, you know, going against the man, you know, the, the, you know, sick, the, the rebellion of the sixties was all against, was against authority. Right. And the same thing for the word love. I know our pastor refers to it all the time in saying that our culture has changed the meaning of the word love and love is more than just a feeling. And yet, um, in our culture, it, it means so many different things. It's watered down, it's misused, it's, um, put in places where it doesn't belong. And so again, to look at the scripture for purely what it says, we have to take all of that garbage out of our thinking and it gets down to just the pure truth. And that's when it really makes sense. All right. So Martha and I are talking today about love and respect. It's a great book written by Emerson Egerich. He wrote this book several years ago and it is, it is, it's, I think I saw on his website, it's five or 10 million copies sold. I mean, millions and millions of copies sold of this. When I was posting about the show for today and I tagged Love and Respect's Facebook page in the post, I noticed that they have 1,347,000 followers on Facebook. 
1,300,000 followers on Love and Respect on their Facebook page. Hey, yeah. raise it up today. If you're hearing about it today, go out there and uh, uh, go ahead and uh, sign up right? just so you can be a follower. They've got great stuff. It, the Emerson Egerich and his team at loveandrespect.com. Wow, powerful team. But that's just and really... Again, they're not paying... Just let's make this clear. This is not somebody who's paid us to talk about this. This is a concept that Emerson took out of Scripture and wrote a book about, and he has now taught hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, and the message has gone out to millions of people, mm -hmm. and we just believe in it so much, we want you to read this book. Yeah, we just want people to be aware of it and to kind of get their um, you know, thinking about it and to maybe delve deeper into scripture as well. But I just was thinking about the million people that like it on Facebook and everybody's not on Facebook and not everybody goes out and likes really? organizations. Not everybody's out on Facebook? I know, believe it or not. I thought everybody was on Facebook. <laughs> everybody's noted. doing it. But the point is, think about that. If that's just one of the spouse in each marriage, how many people are learning this and learning how to apply it and what a difference it can make in people's marriages if they really understand basically what scripture has to say about our marriages. So I just think that's really exciting. Yeah, whenever we open up a marriage conference, we always uh, we always bring up, and we've done many marriage retreats. We call them more marriage retreats because I, I like to get away. It, then it's actually like vacation for me. As we talk about husbands, this is the only deal. This is all you got to do. All you have to do is love your wife like Christ loved the church. Hmm. And wives, submit to your husbands. It doesn't say they have to love Christ and love their husband like Christ loved the church. It says the husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. And here's the key part is because your wives will naturally respond in a loving fashion to you. They just need to show respect to their husbands because it is natural for wives to love and husbands to respect. It is more work for a husband to show love to his wife and for a wife to show respect. That was something that Paul pulled out in Ephesians. And Peter also mentions, I think it's first to second Peter. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank on it, but it gets mentioned again. But it, that's what we're talking about this today. But let me just, let's just say this, say, <laughs> say this, <laughs> my lips are slightly rented today. Um, here's the deal. We want to solve the problem of the problems in the United States of America today. Really the cultural issues that we have, marriages falling apart in some parts of our culture, in some sectors of our culture, marriages fail or, or there are 70% of women are leading single parent households in a certain sector of our culture. But marriage is failing somewhere between 25 and 50%, depending on other parts of the culture. You want to solve this problem? Husbands, love your wives like Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And wives, submit to your husbands. Show respect to your husbands. There you go. Because if we start raising up men who will actually do what Christ followers are supposed to do, especially in their homes, we solve the problem of men being pathetic and hurting marriages we start building strong marriages, which will build strong families that kids will now know what marriage is supposed to look like. And we start build, building strong families. Then we build strong churches who naturally will reach out and encourage other people in their communities to love the Lord. I mean, it, it, it starts, it all starts with love and respect. It does. And that's why we're, again, just so excited to be able to talk about it. One of the quotes that um, I was reading earlier, and I just love it, is that a, if your wife, we're talking about men leading and being that. Um, godly example in the home, being like Christ, loving her like Christ loved us. And it's um, Emerson said, if your wife is not following you, you may have a leadership issue. Ooh, and and I, I love it. Say that again. If your wife is not following you, you may have a leadership issue. And, and let's turn that around to if your employees are not following you. Mm -hmm. 
you may have a leadership issue. A lot of leaders think that they have an employee attitude issue, but most of the time it's an employee or it's an, it's a leadership issue. Martha, we're talking about love and respect. People can find out more about love and respect online at loveandrespect.com. And we're going to get in today. We're going to talk about the roles of husbands and the roles of wives. But the quote that Martha just said brought me onto my soapbox of how we're going to change the country. But go ahead, Martha. Well, and remember, it's not my quote. I just, I thought it was powerful. Where'd you get the quote? Give credit where it right. was given. From Emerson. Okay. Egrich. He wrote, wrote the, the book. book. And um, one of the things that, and again, this isn't, I think it resonated with me because it talks about leadership. It's not just because it's pointed at the husband, because it'd be real easy to go down that, that trail. But I just thought it was really powerful. If your wife is not following you, you may have a leadership issue. If your wife is not following you, you may have a leadership issue. And, and, and it could go to say, as your kids aren't following you, you may have a leadership issue. And really, that's, that's the plague that's hit families around this country. For sure, this country. I can't speak to any other countries, but in, our, in this country, the United States of America, husbands, for some reason, stopped living their role at home, and they gave it up to their wives, and the wives don't want that role. They don't want to be the leaders. They don't want to make all the decisions. They don't want to be in charge. They want the husband to be in charge because that's the way it's it goes a lot better that way. But husbands have abdicated that role and just decided to work. Well, I work. When I come home, she does everything else. That's not the deal. Right. And that doesn't, um, true leadership, I think we've learned a lot about it recently about servant leadership and how much that resonates with people. So seeing through somebody leading by example is powerful. And that really relates to the workplace as well. If you are in a role of leadership in your work, and even if it's not, you're not over somebody, but your responsibilities cause you to lead um, doing that in such a way that um, others want to follow and they want to replicate what you're doing or, you know, for you to be their example, it's because you are you are leading in a proper way. We talk about great leadership models. Tomorrow night on the show, we've got uh, Barry Banther, who mm -hmm. wrote this book, A Leader's Gift. Yes. And he's right here from Tampa Bay, but he's internationally known. And, and wow, I read that book, finished it a couple weeks ago. Holy smokes, probably one of the best leadership books I've ever read. Next, The Way of the Shepherd would be another one. i got a couple other ones that are up there, but mm -hmm. really, really a great book. So we're talking about this, and, and we on Tuesdays we always talk about relationship issues. And, and, and honestly, the other real issue in the United States of America is we stop building relationships. Relationships take time and effort. And a lot of us would, would rather sit in front of the television watching things that have no eternal significance and stop building relationships with our neighbors, with our family, with our friends, w within our church. We, we just, we, it's effort and we stop doing it. And yeah. in, in the workplace, in order to be a successful leader, you have to have relationships with people. You do. And I think sadly enough, we vicariously live through the things that we see on TV. And so we feel. But it's fake. It is. But we feel like we've we've done something or we know something about somebody and it's all just pretend. And so if that is where you're um, spending your energy, then you don't have anything left to invest in relationships. So in our new um, office situation that we're in now, I have found that, you know, just Let's talk about that. Okay. We just sent out a, a mailing to everybody that we've got on mailing lists. 
uh, that we did a merger. We completed a merger in early August of I Work For Him, the ministry of I Work For Him, this radio show and the other things that we do, which I have did a, do a lot of business mentoring and coaching with uh, Christian business leaders with a business called Trust Business Services out of Largo, Largo, Florida, right here in Tampa Bay, with the focus on growing the ministry of I Work For Him and providing better and better tools for Christian business people at the same time helping business people right here in Tampa Bay find super great quality outsourced professionals to help them do the things in their workplace that they just can't do on their own. Right. (laughs) I didn't know what to say next after that. But But yes, that's what we're doing. Right. We did this merger and really Martha and I coming together, we both love to work with Christian business people. We love to not only work with the business people, but their spouses as well. Sometimes Martha's working with ladies. I'm working with the men in the run of the business, but we're trying to build up stronger businesses where if you're a Christian business, you are really treating it like your mission field. Uh, But at the same time, we're really trying to equip businesses with powerful tools to be productive and profitable because a business isn't a business. If you don't make profit, it's called a hobby. That's true. And often a hobby costs you more than you make. That's right. So today we're talking about love and respect. Find out more about it online at loveandrespect.com. So the, what I was saying oh, about that new, oh, that new business, <laughs> uh, bunny trail, come on back. Um, so anyway, I was finding that I have been just little bits and pieces of trying to just have um, normal conversation with the people that I'm getting to know, because I feel like that's a really important part of building that relationship. If we always are just going right to the, you know, cut to the chase, here's what we got to do. Then I never know the people that I'm working with. So um, I am not ultra intense. I mean, I like to be intentional, but I'm not forcing it. I, I thought just you were going to say you're intense. No, no. That's me. Yeah, that's you. Um, no, but I want to intentionally get to know the people I'm working with, but I'm not going, okay, I need to ask them three questions today to find out, you know, not like that, but just being real, just having that relationship and trying to build that. So that's more than just spreadsheets and um, analytics. It's it's I know what's going on in their personal life and 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 how I can pray for them and build them up in between the spreadsheets and the analytics. So tie that back to love and respect. Well, I just we were talking about um, respecting and leading by authority and how we lead and just being you have to have build the relationships. You were talking about how we sit and watch TV and we don't really have relationships because we're not spending the effort to build those relationships. And that's what this is all about is building relationships that have value and that really are going to last and they're going to last when you have a good foundation and the foundation is what what god set out in ephesians when he said each man must love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must love respect her husband sorry i wasn't reading it i was (laughs) looking around but let's break into the roles of husbands and the roles of wives we're not going to get it all through before we get to the break but i really want to focus the second half of the show just on these roles and i'd like to invite you to call in if you've got a comment if you hear a role and you're like i don't agree or maybe i agree and this is how it's worked for us whatever your comment may be you're certainly welcome to call in at 877-943-9673 all right some some roles as we lead up guys roles the role of a husband inside of a marriage and again you can you can turn this into your workplace but for the rest of the show we're going to focus on our marriages so the the way to show husbands here's some things you need to do to grow strength in your marriage this is a way to show love to your wife how about showing closeness to your wife showing openness 
to your wife. Show that you understand and are listening to your wife. Apologize to your wife. Show loyalty to your spouse. And today we're talking about love and respect. Really, the how does how does a husband show love to his wife? How does a wife show respect to her husband? And and we've spent the last half hour really kind of laying this out, trying to introduce the subject. And we're going to say some things next on the show that may cause some of you to go, really? And you may have a question for us. You can call into the studio line, challenge us. We're okay. And or compliment us. We'd like that too. Actually, words of affirmation. It is Martha's love language. (laughs) 877-943-9673. We're talking about love and respect. It all comes from a verse of scripture, Ephesians 5, 23. 33. That's what I meant to say, but I was just I testing you. I respect you, but I'm going to correct you also because I don't want people to look at the wrong part. Well, Although it starts at Ephesians 5.25 e- yeah. through Ephesians yeah, 5.33. It's all great. But it says, so again, I say, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Okay, so guys, some ways that you can show love to your wives. And, and, and you're saying, well, why? Why do I get to do this? Because your wife needs to know you love her. And if you if you love your wife the way she was designed to be loved, and you love your wife like Christ loved the church, your marriage is going to be amazing. Amazing. Another thing I can guarantee, right here, and I work for him, 100% return on investment. Every time you show love to your wife unconditionally, your wife is going to show unconditional respect to you eventually maybe not right away because at first she's going to think why is he doing this (laughs) she may just think you're i don't know what going crazy yeah Yeah. maybe all right so guys here's some practical ways to show your love to your wife and again these are all this is all based on the book put out by emerson eggerich love and respect find out more about them loveandrespect.com no they have not paid us to do this this is not a paid advertisement we just are passionate about this ministry and the impact on marriages but they were very kind and gave us some books to give away which we gave gave away already sorry we'll give away more next week Uh, all right so listen ways to show closeness to your wife because your your wife desires to feel close to you hold hands remember you used to do that when you were dating it's good we'd still hold hands most of the time during a wintertime when we walk, during a summertime, it gets a little hot. Uh, give hugs. You know, we like to just cuddle. Give a little loving without expecting a lot of loving. Hey, I, I'm just, you know, we're just, I'm just repeating what they have written down here. That don't give love just to get sex. That's not love. Mm-hmm. That's selfishness. All right. Show openness. You know what a wife wants to hear from her husband? He, she doesn't want to hear him talk about sports. She wants to hear what's going on in his life. Share your feelings, guys. You know you have them. You've just been repressing them forever. Share your feelings. Speak about your day. And I know that at the end of your day, you may be out of words. Leave a few for your wife. So speak about your day. Avoid the grunting and long sighs when communicating. <laughs> I don't know why. What's wrong with grunting? Because we don't know what it means, and it sounds like you're So just, then what uh, should you do if you don't know what it means? Well, then we have to constantly ask for clarification. So what it's saying is to be loving to your wife, avoid doing this. Yeah, but you can't. Grunting is just part yes, of... Yes, you can. No, I cannot. If when it I, was a business meeting, would get, you avoid it? I would... No, when I yes. get up... No, sometimes <laughs> I just... I, I'm frustrated and I sigh or I'm having a bad thought and I sigh or I'm getting up and my hips are killing me and I just grunt. But this is specifically talking about when you're communicating with your wife. Avoid oh, when you're communi- all that oh, I forgot body to read the next language. Line. It's on the next line. I forgot yes, to read the next yes, line. Yes. 
I, I thought it just so said avoid the grunting and So we're specifically talking about showing love to your wife when you're communicating. How can you do that the best way possible? I'll tell you the worst way possible. How would that be? Roll your eyes. Oh, yeah. That's... That is not an effective communicating <laughs> tool. <laughs> if you want to show openness to your spouse, your wife, do not roll your eyes. Bad idea. Bad, bad, bad. All right. So share your feelings. Speak about your day. Avoid grunting and long size when communicating. And grunting, we're not talking about the Tim Allen home improvement grunt. We're talking about, what are we talking about? You you demonstrate some of this. You know, I can't grunt that's like a, a guy. Okay. I, well, I'm not a guy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Ways to show you understand. You know what wives want? They want to know you're listening. Put the paper down. Put the phone down. Shut the TV off. Put a rifle bullet through your television. Sometimes that's the best thing guys could do. But not if you live in a townhouse because that could go through the wall. All right. But, you know, listen and know when to give advice, when not to solve problems. One of the things that this this program helped us solve so many arguments, because sometimes Martha just wanted to share problems with me. And I did not want your you to fix it. But as a man, I naturally want to fix everything. Yes. That is part of who I am. I want to fix everything. With super glue, duct tape or a screwdriver, I can fix almost anything. Yes. And you have every possible tool to do that i can fix shoes i can fix look we just yeah there's so many things you can fix no but sometimes you don't want it fixed you just want me to listen so what did we do we changed something we made a rule a rule we made a rule martha and i love rules well well, we tend to create them (laughs) but we made a rule that to the best of our ability sometimes i'm sharing something and i just don't realize what i'm doing but I try to say, you know what? I don't want you to solve this problem right now. I just want to tell you about it. I just need to get it off my chest. But that doesn't mean I want a 10-point resolution on how to fix it. Now, Jim, you have great advice, and I respect your advice a lot. Ooh, that's a good thing I just said that. We're running out of time. Okay, Okay. moving. Okay. No, but I respect your advice, so we, we... there is a point when we want you to, we should listen to how you should, would want to fix it. But the really cool part is you're trying to show your wife that you understand, listen. And sometimes if she doesn't say it right up front and say, is this a problem that you want me to solve or yeah. just to listen for? But it, look your wife in the eyes and then repeat some of the things she's saying to know that you're listening. Now, some of you are gifted in the ability to repeat things and still not be listening. That is not what we're doing. I take notes sometimes. It just helps me to remember. All right. Ways doing again. We're talking about ways guys can show love to their wife. Um, encourage peace. You know, between the two of you, just say you're sorry. Uh, here's some of the things that we've learned as part of this. I learned um, that I need to communicate my feelings better to my wife because she has no idea what I'm thinking. Amen. No idea. Did you know that there is no woman on the planet Earth that can read her husband's mind? No, we can guess, but we are not always right. And how many times, oh, come on. How many times, not always right, how many times are you not right? Very often. Often. All right, so women, you don't know what he's thinking. If you want to know what he's thinking, just say, honey, what are you thinking? Be, But you need to be quiet and let him share what he's thinking. <laughs> oh, there's a key element. All right, so say you're sorry when you screwed up, gentlemen. When you offend your wives, when you hurt your wives, just say you're sorry. Ask for forgiveness. And put your arm around her, hug her, and pray together and ask the Lord to forgive you. Just, mm-hmm. it's powerful. Mm-hmm. We've just started doing that years ago. It's so much better. Um, by the way, gentlemen, wives need to know that you're loyal to them. That's one way to communicate love. They need to know that you're not constantly looking at, well, they need to know you're not looking at other women. They need to know that 
You are concentrating on them. If you're trying to have a conversation with your wife, you keep looking at other women. You're at the restaurant, and other women keep walking in, and you keep looking at them. She's thinking, he's not attracted to me. He's uh, uh, Why is he distracted? Why is he always looking at other women? What's, what about her does he looking at that he's not looking at me? What, she's thinking all these things instead of, you just got distracted because it was a squirrel that walked by. But, gentlemen, it is not appropriate to look at the menu and say, and, and a lot of guys say, hey, I'm just looking at the menu. I'm not going to order. No. Stop looking. Keep your eyes focused on your wife. Loyalty really, really is powerful. Talk about your wife positively in front of all family, too. That's another good thing because family's just, you know, family. Well, that really resonates with a woman, too, that if you're saying good things about her to her own family or to your family. I say I say incredible things about you in front of not only our family, but in front of thousands of people all the time because you're, you're awesome. I'm the I'm the luckiest man in the world to be married to you. Aww. All right, and brownie ways- points. Yes, that's right. Okay, you. that's right. That's right. Brownie Gosh. points. Okay, Jose. Okay. All right. So listen, uh, your wife needs to be held in high esteem. Always support your wife in front of the kids. Praise her the work that she does. Value her opinions, even if they're different than yours. And, and here's the thing that we started doing after we read this book, it is that when my children got a little disrespectful in. Their teenage years, I'd say, don't don't you treat my girlfriend that way. Meaning don't, me. Meaning, yes. Thanks <laughs> for that clarification, yes, honey. I don't think anybody needed it, but okay. Oh well. All right. What are some ways that uh, wives can show respect to their husbands, honey? Well, there's a lot of ways that we can show respect for our husbands, but um, that some of the things that men need um, to be told thank you. I think respecting their um, ability to do things and thank them for going to work, if they're, even if they're not the sole provider, if both um, spouse work, thanking them for their part and just saying, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing and being your cheerleader is another way of you know, saying, you know, what you do is really good. What you are contributing at your work, what you're telling me about, you do, it, you're doing an amazing job. And those are all just really good ways to talk about them in a way that they can um, feel respected. Um, there's also a need for them um, in their position of hierarchy. To, Let me just go okay. back to that because I know we're going to run out of time, but that there's a lot of men so that have been out of work. you got a lot more time to talk than I did? Yep, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll just take it up after the break. But here's one of the, there's a lot of men that have lost jobs. And this this is a tough one. I heard somebody tell me today, you know, uh, their husband lost their job and they haven't gotten work. And it is it's devastating to them. And, and I got to tell you, it is. Men are built by the Lord to provide and protect. And when they cannot provide and protect and their wife has to work in order to do that, it is so hard because um, I lost my job in 2009. It's so hard. It just is devastating to the psyche of a man. So make sure you show him appreciation and then get him back off his butt and go out looking for work. It doesn't matter what, because a man can work at Burger King and feel better about himself than sitting at home. Yeah, we use those words a lot, too, about provider and protector, because you taught me that that you were built to provide for me. Provide and, and protect. And, Open the doors, protect you at all costs. That's right. And what a privilege that is to have um, a spouse that is that holds me in that high regard. Do you and, always appreciate it? No. Okay, just checking. But we have that conversation about it because I'm learning daily sometimes um, what that really means. Because sometimes it feels 
like you're babying me, but in reality, it's your way of protecting. And I've learned to respect that about I'm you. I'm babying you. I'm just no, trying. but I'm saying that's how it can feel like. Like, okay, I know I can handle this, but well, if but I had a saying, force field, I wouldn't have to worry about <laughs> protecting you. Protect at all costs. So, so th- those that's huge, and it's great to hear from the mouth of a man what some of the things are that really mean a lot to them. So, um, another thing is, you know, telling you that I really look up to you for how responsible you are, for how you take care of things, um, just the using those words, I really look up to you. You deeply have touched me in this way. And doing that in front of the kids, what a huge thing. Does that, that, would, that raises the man to that level where the kids are looking up to them as well and really respecting, learning to respect them. Um, telling you you've had a really good idea being able to say, you know, I really like the way you solve that problem, and I um, am glad that I brought you into that situation so that you could help me come to a better resolution than what I maybe would have on my own. And um, again, doing that in front of people, telling people about it when you're having conversations, say, hey, you know what, Jim thought up this idea, and it really helped us a lot in this area. And um, being able to ask you for advice, too, is another thing that shows that I respect your opinion. Wives, we need to show our husbands how much we really do appreciate their wisdom and their insight. And so just verbalizing that, not just internalizing it and saying, wow, that was really good advice, but actually saying thank you, I think is really important for us to show that to our men. And um, you as men need relationship and we can show respect. We don't need a lot of relationships because men don't need as many as women. But we really need our woman with our wives. Yes. And it's important for us to show you respect by telling you how much we really do like you. What if you don't? Um, <laughs> well, then they need to go to marriage mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work on that marriage a little bit more. But um, there are days where that's harder than others. But the important days thing. Days are just minutes during the day. Sure. Minutes is fine. Okay. Okay. Um, but we need to, um, as wives, do things with you, show you that we really enjoy spending that time with you, and even encouraging it to be alone time, because that's an important part of it too. And lastly, just we can show our respect by um, acknowledging the fact that our husbands have a need for intimacy, and that is good. That's right. And God designed us for that. And for some reason, we got a lot bigger desire than women do for the most part so it's important to recognize that it's not because we're hedon you know hedonistic pigs it's because god designed us this way very important to recognize that hey great conversation today about love and respect martha and how the impact is not only on our marriages but also in the workplace and and your quote that you said earlier that if your people aren't following you or if your wife's not following you perhaps there's a leadership problem and that same thing goes in the office Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to I Work For Him together on Tuesdays. Would you go out to iWorkForHim.com? Like us on uh, on Facebook, I Work For Him. Go out to our website and consider joining the I Work For Him nation. You know, each day we play this song. We want to take this city for Jesus Christ. I want to think, what are you going to do tomorrow that's different than today on how we're going to take this city? You know, we learned today that our faith can impact the workplace just through relationships, just through loving people and respecting people the way God designed us to. And and we need to just step back and just take a minute to recognize that there's a battle going on for the souls of our coworkers and employees, that the enemy takes that super duper seriously. 
He really wants to keep them with him in hell, but we want to bring them along with us in heaven, but we got to be intentional about that. Each and every day, we need to be praying for the people that we work with, looking for ways to serve them and befriend them inside and outside of the workplace, looking for ways to pray with them, but all along being the best and brightest example of an employee in your position. Not only do we want to do that in our workplaces, we want to do that in our neighborhoods, and we want to do it at home with love and respect. We want to change this city by living like Christ followers each and every day. You've been listening to High Work Ram with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.